This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, John Kelly here with Jeremiah Stringer, the king of Kentucky backpacking. Jeremiah, how are you, my friend? Hey, dude. I'm doing fantastic. I'm here to blink, and I'm here to smile. Yeah, I'm just here to spit all over my microphone like I did just now. (laughs) (laughs) I look down, and it's like sparkly from all the spit all over it just now. So, uh, man, you just went on a big trip, didn't you? Dude, last week I went to the Watts of New Hampshire. Well, I guess technically it's a week and a half ago now. Well, that's last week for me. Yeah, and uh, I actually did a trip video for this one. For those that don't know, I have a YouTube channel called well, Jeremiah. Wait, 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 wait. Can we can we back up about twelve words? Can you <laughs> say that again? You did what? <laughs> I filmed a trip video on this one. Whoa. Yeah, I don't do. I think my last trip video may have been when we went to Colorado. I was just like, man, this is too epic. I can't pass it up. Man, that's pretty awesome. Like, I I literally can't remember the last time. I think the last time you did a trip video, I was in it and it was in 2020. Hey, that could be it. Bridget, my wife, she keeps telling me, she's like, you need to do some trip videos. And I was like, well, Okay, I do a trip view on this one, and I knew it was going to be an experience. You know, I've never been oh, yeah. anything like that. So I was like, "It's going to be snowy. It's going to be cold. I'm. I don't think I'm going to bring my camera. It's already hard enough to travel with all that backpacking equipment. So I was like, I'm going to shoot it with the iPhone. And I got to tell you, I was highly satisfied with how the audio and the video came out. Nice, nice. I mean, the guys are already starting. Look at this. It's already there, man. It's already there. Like it, it's starting early tonight. It's starting real early tonight. So yeah. I'm going to, I don't know if you get into it. I love car camping. Do you do any car camping? Dude, I just got um, a tent sent to me by this company. They said, if you like it, make a video. If you don't send it back, I said, okay, I'll try it out. And it's one of those that goes in the back of your truck bed. Oh yeah. I thought about getting one of those. I've never tried it before, but I'm going to try it out and see if Bridget likes it. Nice. I actually, uh, I've got a massive six person, uh, backpacking or not backpacking car camping tent. It's, it's so big, like a six foot man can walk inside of it. (laughs) I'm really not kidding. And it's got a huge vestibule that closes up and you can sit like four chairs inside of it. It's the perfect car camping thing. And me and my buddy, Josh are going this, this Wednesday, we're going to do some car camping. Uh, we're literally, we just wanted to go outside so we're literally going to a camp. We're camping out overnight and then just coming back to work the next day. That's good for the soul, though. Uh, we need it, man. You got to get outside. You know, I haven't, I ha- you know, for, I don't know. A lot of people know what I do for a living. I work in a church and this was the busiest weekend of the year for me. Like it always is. Easter's like the uh, busy, by the way, happy Easter, everybody. Um, yeah. But, but uh, it was the busiest weekend of the year and I'm exhausted, like absolutely worn out, exhausted. So, uh, 
I'm really excited that Hunter's going to be here because Hunter brings the energy. <laughs> yeah, dude. This this guy, I went to, I went backpacking with him at some point last year. We went a few times, but I remember one trip. It's just me and him, and I was like, I'm going to go as ultra light as I possibly can. I think we got my backpack down to, it was under 15 pounds with water included. I think. Wow, and a Jeremiah Stringer backpack. Yeah, it may have been 17 pounds. I can't remember. And he helped wow. me. Uh, he helped me pack it and repack it because I was going frameless on that one. And dude, he he totally out hiked me. I come back, and that's I was, not surprising. He out hikes everybody. I was sore for two or three days, and I was all beat up. We done like 25, 30 miles. It's crazy. Yeah, I got to hike with him at Grayson Highlands. That was fun. And you're right. He's a hiking machine, dude. He's the only guy I've met who keeps up with Miyagi. Yes, put you to shame, man, in those sandals. I just, I know, he wears sandals to hike in. You know, we should probably quit talking about him and get him on the show so we can talk to him. Does that sound like a good idea? Hey, let's bring him in, man. All right, right now, our good friend Hunter Musgrave <laughs> hey, from Hunter's what's Trip. What's going on, buddy? Yo, got the camera to work. That's all that matters. Oh, good. <laughs> all right, man, you look great. So Thank you. You have... Uh, as I see, have been doing a ton of backpacking, not only you, but uh, you also been going with your girl there. Tabs, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jessica. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've been we've been staying busy, man. We uh, we just plan to do the Bartram Trail and we're going to do our own little side loop of it. That'll be our next hike. And uh, we'll get into it. But she just uh, attempted an FKT of the Lone Star Trail, which. Man, she cranked out 45 and a half miles in one day. So if you think I hike hard, Jess is on the crazy. We get along pretty well. <laughs> now, now, Jess, though, she's also a former fitness model, right? Oh, yeah. She has done it all. Fitness training, obstacle course racing. So like the Spartan race, she works for a company that's called Savage Race. And she went to Worlds by doing that, which is like in a, its own right, just a crazy sport. So I'm fit. Wow. She's overly fit. She puts me to shame. Is, is it hard going to the gym with a girl who works out harder than you? Yes. Oh my God. Oh, I'm glad you said this. Every <laughs> she's gonna love this. She's gonna eat this up. We've been doing these these like lifts that her and her friends established for the Savage Race Company, and I'm all like, oh, okay. We run a mile. We lift some weights. We run another mile. We'll be done in 30 minutes. It's fine. And I go out of there pouring sweat. It's intense. She keeps me up and keep try to keep me gaining weight. You know I'm a skinny guy, and uh, she's got me on a regimen to like get up there. So yeah, she she kicks my butt always. Yeah, that that sounds pretty crazy. Uh, she was supposed to join us tonight, but uh, yep. she has prior obligations that had to be taken care of. So we're we're here with Hunter, and uh, man, I'm so excited to talk to you. I know that recently you all did the Appalachian Trail together. And yeah. give me kind of a, a bird's eye view, an aerial view of what that's like. Oh, man. Um, I would just call it the right place at the right time. I, I don't know because I wasn't even planning on through hiking, but as, a, as an outside perspective, viewing it in, it was was probably the most beautiful in the moment thing you can ever do. You forget the whole relativity of time and how time affects your day. You, you don't care what day it is. You just know that your goal is to reach an endpoint by winter, which for our case was October 8th, which, you know, we hike fast, but we took our time. So 
it took us it took her a little bit longer than me because she got on trail before i did but we're talking like um six months on trail of hiking 15 to 25 28 mile days and um we did a different approach than many people did so we stayed in towns longer we did three or four days at a lot of towns just to really soak in the towns so if we ever travel again we know the experience to go in so we don't waste time in towns we don't want to but i would say like um it was like 90 day fiance because we met up and like we were friends and then a relationship developed and then turned into this amazing trail couple and now we do everything together which is amazing so it's it's nice having someone who can keep up with you and keep you in check and is obsessed with gear as you are so it was it's pretty pretty fantastic okay now hold up a second i want to talk about this you just said something and i'm having trouble believing this you met a girl who is as obsessed with gear as you are yes yeah. Uh, 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 okay. Listen, listen. She bought I, me this hoodie. I have she I have had conversations with you about gear, man. And there are there are like two other people I know who are less who are more connected than you are in, in gear. So you've oh, like she's she's as into it as you are. She is. She's obsessed with all the new gear materials. She doesn't know the terms and the weight, and she doesn't know like the different deniers, but she knows enough to be dangerous. So whenever whenever there's a new material come out, I'll let her know about it, and she'll remember it. But she uh, she makes sure that when we get quality stuff, it's quality stuff. And um, you know, like she even came out like her first gear set was a light AF backpack, big Agnes tent, Thermarest X light. She was already ultralight when i met her and i just sure how to repack stuff to make it even tighter but yeah she's uh she's more into the gear side as like fashionable as in like like even this hoodie like she got this for me so like this is one of 47 so yeah of course she she gets exactly what i'm about with like the one of ones and custom and super rare stuff yeah she she's all about it that's awesome well hey man uh have you ever thought about using a poop hammock um only with jeremiah i would i would only use it with jeremiah and i brought up the question to jess but i got jess using a bidet for a while there in the hundred mile wilderness so i use a bidet over a poop hammock but jeremiah has one so i'm pretty sure i could try it next time we go to kentucky here's the reason i'm asking the porter privy is actually online with us tonight so oh we would have this is somebody who is his is whether they know it or not they are our backpacking royalty for this channel because not only do they have interesting gear but it has to deal with poop and if it has to deal with poop and it's interesting gear on this channel you might as well be considered hiker royalty am i right jeremiah hey dude you nailed you nailed it on that one (laughs) and he's telling us you should try one right here you should try one yeah, send me one. Yeah, I'll throw my address. I'll throw my address in there. You send me whatever. I'll use it. Like the Honest Image Production wants to know, what am I chewing on? This is terrible for my teeth, okay? But you know the plastic ring around the bottle top? For some reason, I like to pull those off and chew on them. I don't know why. Sometimes <laughs> I sometimes I chew on my dental flossers, too. And... uh it's got to be bad for my teeth because I know it's a petroleum-based product. Do you, but... do you pick between your teeth with it? This one? Yeah. No. No, I just chew on it. it probably not. Then good. you'd be doing something like productive with it. 
I'm just harming my pearly whites, but I want to ask um, Hunter a question because I'm pretty sure, yeah, Everyday Backpacker says only Jeremiah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that um, you might be the first guest that we've had on that did the AT just as a couple. Uh, We've had families on. um, We've had mother and daughter. We've had full families. But um, and with kids and everything. But I think you all are the first couple, if I'm not mistaken. And I was really curious um, how you all did your kind of living situation while out on trail, because I know I still have your hammock, by the way. I can. Yeah, I know. That's a, that's a guilty <laughs> excuse to come to Kentucky to say, hey, Jeremiah, let's go hike in the Red River Gorge. You have my hammock. Jer- no. Jeremiah is that friend. He's the guy that borrows your gear and just never gives it back. At least he cleaned it. He he sent me a picture of him cleaning it. He posted on his Instagram. So at least I know it's in good hands. I can see you anytime, man. But Jeremiah, they're not letting you go right now, by the way. I hope your dentist isn't on here. <laughs> Jeremiah's just ginseng, it, It's ginseng flavored. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Well, um, I know you're you're big on the hammocking and I believe the last time we went, it was me, you and Jonathan slider. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Jonathan's a good guy. Oh yeah, he is. I just went with him a couple of weeks and you had a tarp on that trip. Yeah. I was curious what you and taps did while you were all out there. Did you do the tent life or you already said it was ultra light and I know you can kind of split some weight and stuff, but what did y'all have going? So you're going to think this is quite hilarious. I carried my tarpon bivy from day one to the last day, and I used it the first night. And then we used her Big Agnes Fly Creek, the Big Agnes UL Fly Creek 2 the whole time. I carried the poles, and she carried the inner. It looks like I'm frozen. I don't know what's going on. On the really hot days, that could not have been comfortable because that is, I have that tent, and I hate it. It was actually pretty great. You know, we didn't have any issues at all. Uh, it looks like I'm still frozen. I don't know what's going on. But um, how are you doing that without moving your lips? That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. So we used the Big Agnes tent, and it was actually pretty great. You keep both doors open, and um, we di- we didn't have any issues with condensation. We never got wetted out, even in torrential downstorms, like in um, New Hampshire and Maine. We we were in eight days in North Carolina um, in uh, boots off in a massive hurricane. We had no issues. We had two hurricanes on trail in Vermont, and we only had to stay in the hotel for one of those. So if I was to ever recommend a tent, which you know me, I don't like tents. They don't make sense to me. I would say the Big Agnes tent was probably the best tent I've ever used. Um, that thing is still holding up. We still use that. We just went out, and I did a little bit, and she did the whole thing of the um, – uh, the Foothills Trail, and it's still treating her. She's got over t- uh, 2,500 miles on that tent, and it's still rocking strong. You should see when you try and fit Jeremiah in that tent. Is that the dog door tent? Yep, that's the dog door tent I made you use that uh, one time. Bro, you is this the, you, I'm the one you enter from, from both sides. Are you talking about the you one had, you enter from the beginning? Yeah, that's the Fly Creek. Okay, okay. So is your, the one you're talking about the Fly Creek? Because I just Tiger Wall 2. Oh, Tiger okay, Tiger now that's a good tent. Sorry about that. Okay. Okay, that's a good tent. The Fly Creek sucks. That's a good tent. It was a great. The tent. Tiger Wall's a really good tent. Yeah, and I, I'm with you now. I, 
Hold I on. Hundred percent agree with you now. I wouldn't recommend recommend the point three four Dyneema version. I've seen people tear it. Um, oh, I, so I would not recommend that. And until they make a point seven four, I wouldn't use, even use a point five. Uh, until they use a point seven four, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do a Dyneema tent. This doesn't seem safe with poles. I have a, a little story about that tent. I don't personally own one, but uh, myself and my wife was on this backpacking trip. And we were with another couple and they had that tent and we set up in the rain, dude. It was, we were at the gorge and it was all, everything was flooding. We I actually made a trip video of that one. Um, it's worth checking out. We had to cross like this river on this giant tree to the other side. And they set up their tent basically in standing water. And it was that tent and they didn't get, you know, they didn't get wet. It didn't leak through at night. And I mean, that thing is bomb proof, man. That's a quality. A hundred percent is bomb proof. If, like I said, I don't like tents. I, I would never take one out personally, but that would be the tent. If you're as a couple, it makes sense to do a tent. So it's faster for me to say, Hey, Jess, I'm for taps because it was taps and black cat. So like I have identity crisis still to this day, but I would go get water and she would start setting the tent up. When I got back, I would put my pad in, blow it up. She'd blow hers up. We'd eat, get rid of our food, pass out. So we had it down to a science. But it, it was it was perfect. It takes five or six minutes to set that tent up at most. So you said you carried your tarp and your bivy and used it on the first day, right? Day one, that's the only time I ever used it. Literally the first day. You want to hear something crazy? What's up? Here it comes. One time on the long trail... <laughs> when I was up long trail. <laughs> One time on the long trail, I took a duplex tent that wasn't mine and I tore it. So I put DCF tape on it. <laughs> and I used it on the very first day and not a single other time. The whole, the whole time. And you know that what you just said about the repairing it had to put DCF tape on it. It was Mr. Oh, that was on that first day. I had I set it up that first day and I was like, oh, this has definitely got a tear in it. And I texted him, felt so bad. I was like, this is expensive tent, but and he yeah, still likes he, you. He still After likes you. All man. this time you guys are still tight. Oh, well, he's he's one that asked me about going to New Hampshire. We made it happen. That's yeah, you're awesome. gonna tell me about your experience in the whites. We had a great time in the whites. They were probably the hardest hiking I've ever done, like right outside of Mahusik Notch. That was insane, but yeah, we had Mount Washington on a beautiful 70 degrees blue sky day. It was crazy. I am so jealous, dude. We were supposed to go some at Mount Washington on this trip, and we kept checking the weather, checking, checking, checking. And, you know, of course, you can't really count on the weather forecast for that kind of situation, that elevation and, and that that kind of geographic location, but... We decided to bail on the plan to um, summit Mount Washington because, like, I was looking and it was like negative fifty degree wind chill or something. It was like negative one degree. Uh, the high was I don't know in the teens. It was just it was just ridiculous. So we went up a different mountain. But sounds like you didn't encounter any snow whenever you were in the Whites. You must have hit it a little earlier in the year. We hit the White. Yeah, a little bit earlier in the year. I don't remember the exact time frame that we hit it on. Like, I remember all the all the like memories and the locations and names, but I don't remember the time. Time just disappears from you, except for the summit of Cotton. 
but we hit it it was crazy so like when we hit franconia ridge we were like we have to do it at this day i was coming back from a funeral i had to fly out to texas in the middle of the through hike because my grandfather died so i flew back and which was a crazy flight like flying after you've been on trail for a long time just throws your brain in a different way like you, you don't understand speed but we came we came back and we jumped on the franconia ridge and we had franconia ridge at like 75 degrees partly cloudy just gorgeous just not that much wind oh man like we hit the whites in the right way it was great yeah i bet That's the visibility awesome. was awesome oh yeah it was it was for miles and miles and miles you could see all the other mountain ranges the presidentials um it was just it was different i mean that's rugged country so it's super exposed i think the day after we left there was like 180 to 200 mile an hour winds up there which was like pretty extreme but even the day we were on there that was still like 70 degrees and nice you still had 45 mile an hour winds, so it's no joke the mountain oh yeah yeah, it's scary. You see the this comment here? Taps and Trail. Hey, y'all. Sorry. Oh, oh we miss oh. you. We wish you could be here. She said hey, she wasn't going to get on because she was sad. Hey, babe. I say hello. Yeah, dude. I was wanting to know, uh, you know, you're talking about like going and flying and stuff. And I always, I always think after a few days in the woods, even like if you're out there for four days, I feel like you really start getting a, a mindset shift. And then when you get around people, there's almost this cloud. I don't know about for you, but for me, there's like almost a cloud of anxiety being around that many people after being alone. And there's no, like the noise pollution so low, the the air is so clean. Your, your sense of time, like you're describing, is basically gone while you're out there in the woods. And your purpose is to enjoy yourself and refresh, recover, and just survive, basically. But I was wondering what, 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 how do I, how do I ask this? What kind of shifts in mindset did you see as you were doing the trail and as you finished and got back to the reality of the the world that we kind of live in with the the jobs and punching in, punching out, and time schedules and all that? Yeah, that's a perfect question because a lot of people don't think about that when you're going to do a through hike. They just envision the the, the wanderlust of, oh, you quit your job and you just go to the woods and hike and it will all work out when you get home. And it, it doesn't, man. It's it's a whirlwind of emotions. So I guess I I, I knew I was going to through hike on trail days last year. There was a lot of stuff going on in my life where the past relationship I went, was in wasn't going well. I, was do, I wasn't doing great with my work. It was just mentally stressing on me because I work in a retail environment. And um, I was like, you know what? My car battery died one day, and I was like, that's it. I'm through hiking the trail. I got on and just went. And um, that was one of the most liberating feelings, knowing that I could go out there. I could support myself. I could hike. I could still pay for rent while I'm on the trail, which is extremely expensive to do. But I got to come home to a to an apartment, which is perfect. Um, you budget about $1,000 a day. So immediately you're like, okay, a we're just going to try to no, sorry, what? a month. Jeez. Oh, oh, I, I, was getting like, I was going, I'm never through hiking the Appalachian <laughs> Trail ever. <laughs> so you budget $1,000 to 1200 a month. And again, that's before these times. Obviously, everything's more expensive now. Um, but I would say like 1500 to 1800 now. And you just try to stay on trail five to six days a week and maybe a hostel or maybe a hotel if you're bougie and want to stay somewhere nice. 
And um, Jeremiah's I, real bougie, dude. Jeremiah's yeah, Jeremiah. Jeremiah's. Oh, we can camp. And there's hotels. Just go hit the hotel. If if that hotel doesn't have a bidet, he's not staying in it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's that's kind of the thing is is uh, you have an optimistic bias. So Jess and I kind of went over the idea of um, you know. You're at your best when you start. If you're someone like her and I, we're always in peak physical condition. You want to ask us to do 25 to 28 miles? We'll do it. You want to go ask us to do five, 7,000 foot of elevation gain in a day? Let's go do it. No complaints. Hop on. Let's go. So it's a, there's, a, there's a point of diminishing returns when it comes to hiking. So for us, just hit that issue, I'd say probably a month and a half in where she started to get a lot of pain. But my issues didn't really occur until I'd say um, my I guess right around two months in. And my camera's doing something weird, so let me unplug it, plug it back in. Well, I gotta tell you, you kind of mentioned this, but like paying rent and basically like your bills. You said your your car battery died, and that was kind of the the straw that broke the camel's back. But where Bridget and I are wanting to do the Camino de Santiago. I feel like that's one of the biggest stressors for me is like, I have two dogs at the house. I have a house payment. I have all, all your normal bills that you would have in everyday life. All those this for me while I'm gone for a month or a month and a half, some other country on this great adventure. But I feel like, uh, you know, it's, it's worth it to, to make those sacrifices but I still know it's it's very expensive to even set your sights on something like that because, like I said, those bills don't just go away. Still have to pay car insurance. Still have to pay for my house. Uh, I guess the groceries and that kind of stuff kind of roll into your budget while you're out there. You don't have to buy those things at home, but you I still have the budget, a hundred percent. I was still paying a thousand dollars rent every month. Sorry, I'm still working on my camera. Uh, $1,000 of rent every month. I still paid my car off the whole time with two fifty a month. I still paid for car insurance. I still paid for heat and electric, which was nothing. But, um, but yeah, I still paid a lot out of pocket. But I saved up a whole bunch of vacation time at my work. So my work paid me for three of the months I was out there the whole time. Wow. So I had actually worked out great in my perspective to where I was still collecting money. And then until at the very end, right before I was about to finish, they didn't pay me. And that almost was a terrible financial decision. So that, that really threw me for a loop and put me in a negative headspace. Because a lot of people don't know that you have to have money to come back home to spend. You can't just live off of your savings for forever. So I would say I spent about 8500 on the trail, which is a lot more than most people. But um, that's also counting into... Uh, you know, rent, car, you know, stuff that was also on the trail and off the trail. But um, it's not expensive to do it. I know we have a friend that lives around you guys, Carp Attack. Um, he did it um, in 2018, I believe, and he did it for $2,500. Are you talking about the AT? Yeah. yeah he did it in 2012. 2012. Yeah. 2500 yeah. man, that yeah. is like. It's a budget hike. Yeah. Dude ate so many ramen noodles, and that was back when ramen noodles were like fifteen cents. Like, yeah, that he ate so many ramen noodles on that on that trail. Oh, by the way, um, trips on the trail says hello. 
Oh yeah. Miyagi on the trail says my trail son. Oh, that's my dad. That's my dad. I'm sorry I'm running these technical difficulties, guys. It was working fine before we got on here. That's all right. You know, it's fun. If you've ever if you've ever hiked with Miyagi and and Hunter together, you will get lost about 15 seconds into the conversation because they can talk about every technical aspect of every connector, every fabric, every piece of gear that you've got. They know every detail about it. And you just sit there in this like state of awe over the fact that you feel like a complete moron because you have no idea what they're talking about. It's amazing. Those two, when they get together, I like to just uh, ask them a couple questions, wind them up and let them go, man. Oh, man. For hours. It's just fun. Like those two get sitting together and they start talking and you just, you back up and you just listen. It's entertaining. They need to have a, they need to have a gear podcast. Trust me. Trust me. If I could get him to do a gear podcast, we would never stop. There we go. Got it to work again. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Good. Yes. So, Dad, Miyagi, if you want to do a podcast now that I'm not on the trail because I totally didn't commit to doing this week in backpacking like I should have, let's do one. (laughs) Well, all I know is, uh, let's see right here. It's, uh, did Jeremiah hook Hunter up with a Gonex webcam? (laughs) (laughs) Funny. Jeff, I saw your question earlier about the duplex L, and I have not torn it yet, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I keep the the tape in there just in case. And then Riff Outdoors, uh, I, I assume that you put this comment, but you get paid during the summer. Um, earlier, whenever we were talking about kind of the stressors of preparing for a longer hike. And it is kind of true that you get paid during the summers, but as a teacher, really, they just take your contracted salary and then they pay you split it up every two weeks. So mm. I don't know if you, you're technically only getting paid for the work you did. They just kind of prolong it. Yeah. But I think that uh, Rich and I'll be good to go. We'll, we'll save up and we'll do that, but you're right, man. It puts a, a big time financial strain, especially if you don't have the money saved back and, and have money to walk back into you know, it'd be, I can only imagine how hard it would be being on trail for five or six months and then showing back up and you're like, well, today's Friday. I guess I need to get a job, um, on Monday. That would be a big time, almost culture shock. Yeah, you're right, man. Some people, they, uh, they are like, oh, I'm going to take another month. Oh, I'm going to take two months and really like find something that's going to make me feel gratified of what I just did. because. A lot of people that like think like you change as a person or you change as a hiker and some people do. But for me, I've been pretty level headed. I've always had a great perspective of like in and out trying to see all ideas. And whenever I came home, it was like three days and I was back at work and it just hit me full in the face. And I was like, this is rough. This is intense. The world's in a whole other different speed everybody's got like their self in a hurry no one has patience for each other or time or energy to give and well, on the trail came, it's different i was saying when you came off the trail was at the height of everybody's stress yep i mean it, it seems like we're starting to come out of some of that now uh the world at least at least here they it seems like people aren't as freaked out as they were you know a year or so ago but man when you came off the trail it was right in the height of everybody just high anxiety um okay so all things outdoors said 
I would love to hear that podcast. Do it, Miyagi. Aha. Uh-huh. Hey, big thanks to uh, All Things Outdoors. He sent me a pillow and is, by golly, my favorite pillow he's ever made. So thank you so much for sending that to me. I've been really bad on doing reviews lately. Thank God I was able to put out a review for Devin at, uh, at Waymark. We got a little video made. I thought it looked pretty good, but I need to get back on the camera. This camera went day one all the way to the last day on the Appalachian Trail. And guys, I carried it in my hand the whole time. So every pass, every Mahusik Notch climb step, every up and down, every rainstorm, that camera was in my hand. I didn't put it on anything else. I didn't put a capture clip. Yeah, I carried this thing the whole way. So the fact that it's working is enough for me. Why'd you do that? Because I'm stubborn and I want my camera in my hand when I see a bear. And I didn't get a picture of a bear. (laughs) (laughs) It's because you were holding a camera. Yeah, I got a picture of an owl finally when we were in New York, but it took forever to see one. But I wanted to be able to get pictures as soon as possible. And I think I took like 2,000 photos the whole time, but I think I've got like two or 300 that are my favorite. So we printed off some of them. We have them hanging up on the walls in here of us on Franconia Ridge because that's our that's our favorite. I think that was probably the highlight of our trip, Franconia Ridge. Nice. Well, Jess is on one. the way, by the way. She did just text me, so. She's going to try to make it. Good. That'd be great. Hey, Jeremiah, somebody needs to get you another water bottle plastic mouth lozenge because that one's shot. (laughs) What what is a mouth lozenge? Apparently, it's what you've got in your mouth, man. You know, you know, like cough drops, they're also called lozenges. So, did you get another one? Well, that was from a bottle of water I drank earlier because I stay so hydrated, you know? So, I got a a different one here. Look at that. Untouched. (laughs) Oh, look out. And he's back at it, folks. Try not to do one more than one day. Try. Um, so Riff Outdoors has a very interesting question. And if you're okay, okay with answering it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm okay with asking it. It's probably going to get us demonetized, but that's okay. Hunter? You don't have to say the last word. We can all read it. Okay. We'll just call it the virus. Yeah. Did you get any flack for, for being out there? No, no. So we didn't at all. You know, there was a lot of chatter about it because 2020, I canceled my through hike of southbound on the AT. I was going to do it 90 days. So the bid is the reason why I canceled my hike and the reason why Jess canceled her hike. She made it to Amicola Falls and had to cancel her hike. So she was at the start. Yeah, she made it there and had to cancel. Um, We caught no issues i mean even trail days they acted like it wasn't a big deal they just didn't do the parade and then i would say there was a lot of people on trail that were talking about it there was a lot more of the uh the covid talked about sorry i didn't mean to say it out loud but we uh it didn't exist on trail i'll just cut to the chase it didn't it didn't exist interesting no one kept their hands to each other no one had an issue drinking waters or anything after each other. It just, we, it was like your bubble away from reality. It was the perfect time to do it. Yeah. 
Well, it wasn't like that in the real world, but the, <laughs> you know, the weird thing, have you ever seen that show Yellowstone? I believe or, I believe I have. Got Kevin Costner. It's on Peacock. So my wife and I have been watching it and uh, basically it's like a modern day Western, right? Following these ranchers. And one of the people on there is a native American. And mm -hmm. as you know, the U S has a long history with the natives. Some terrible things happen. And what one of the characters said on there, uh, basically there's this giant corporation trying to buy them out, you know, wanted to take over. And he was like, he was explaining to this guy, he was like, look, you're going to be rich beyond belief. You know, you won't have any worries, blah, blah, blah. And the, the, this guy's like the chairman over this um, organization for the tribe. Right. And he's like trying to explain to this real estate mogul, like, I don't want your money. What you don't understand is us as natives. Here's what we see. We see you in a concrete world building houses made of sticks and bricks and you want us to get jobs to pay for those things that we don't want. And he basically was telling him like, look, if we could live the life that we wanted to live, we wouldn't need those jobs. We wouldn't need to get jobs to buy food to feed ourselves because we can find food and we can grow food and we don't have to build houses. We can seek shelter. And I feel like that is almost a, a perfect analogy of kind of the, the life that you're getting on trail. It's almost like a little bubble away from that concrete jungle that most of us live in every day and we're working a lot of people the reality is work so they can pay for a house that they almost never get to stay in or a car that they're almost never driving they're just driving to and from work yeah so i, I get a little envious of the trail life because you get a separation from this reality, this synthetic world that we live in. You know what I mean? It's the biggest separation. I remember flying back and I was in Boston and I, I remember just dumping my feelings on Instagram. Like I hate cities. I never want to go to another city. This is too much. Like, what are we doing? People say that there is so much overpopulation. I've hiked the trail and there's miles and miles and miles of trail out there and land out there that no one's using. It's it's insane, man. We don't need to all congregate in one small area. We can we can make it work. And if you if you're resourceful and you want to be uh, a really low, uh, I guess just a low impact lifestyle, and you don't want to have a lot on you, like Jess and I live very minimally. We don't keep a lot with us. We got a couch, we got a TV, we got cats, we got mountain bikes, backpacks, and that's enough for us. You know, like we we used to. When we got home, it was like, oh, okay, well, now we need to save up money and go to the next hike. But now it's like we're just we're doing whatever we can to try to get to the next hike. We're planning on doing the Florida Trail next year. That's our goal. And if not, then cancel that. We'll go to the Arizona Trail. But a lot of our friends are now doing the PCT. And, yeah, you do get a little envious, and you are like, damn, I wish I could do that. But it's – uh oh, Jess is here. Jess is on the way. She's about to show up. A little late, but nice. better late than never. Yeah, she's hey. coming. She's coming. Hi. All right. All right. Okay, they're going to share a headphone. That's Hi, so guys. Sweet. How's it going? Hey. Good. I just got off work. <laughs> Walked straight in from work. Hopped right on. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. <laughs> John, yes, actually. If you have any questions for Jess, go ahead. Actually, 
we had a little segment planned for the two of you because we don't know Jess because you know, we know you Hunter, but we don't know Jess. So we decided to create a little something special, a little segment. We like to call love connection. (laughs) So basically we want to just ask you guys a few questions and let you guys answer them so we can kind of get to know you two together a little bit better. And, uh, Find out a few things if that's okay with you, Jess. Of course, let's do it. I love the little intro. That was snappy. Oh, we, we got we got to do it right. You know, we got to wow. do it right. So, okay. So the first question I want to know is who noticed who first? Um, are you answering this or am I answering? Yeah, he's asking you. Um, I'm asking both of you. You guys can tell us what you think. It was a little different because we we were friends like on social media. We were both with Lada Yeah, we were ambassadors. Yeah, but he he came and picked me up um, to take me to trail days, and it was like that first hug, and I noticed how tall he was, and I was like, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was love at seeing my tie dye shirt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next question. Next question. You got to be honest. Who's the better hiker? You are, Ooh, me, you are, me. yeah, yeah. I'll be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, long, I have longer legs and I'm taller. It's yeah, it's literally the defining factor of a hiker. Yeah, yeah. I'm short and not skinny, so like that, that definitely would not. Yeah, let's go on from that. Okay, so the next question: Who works out harder in the gym? Yes, yes. Hands down, yeah, one hundred percent. I see, I follow you on Instagram, Taps, and Thanks. I see. Uh, you know, you got the Instagram game going, and it looks like you are going through some rigorous workouts. Hunter was telling us a little bit about him earlier, yeah. About you basically getting him on a regimen. So, are you turning him into a bodybuilder? He's he's a pretty skinny guy. He's black cat like. <laughs> um, definitely not a bodybuilder. Um, but I don't know. I don't really do like more so like bodybuilding, like strength focused. I'm just all about like endurance as fast as I can go and as long as I can go. So that's kind of how my workout routine has been. And although he is the better hiker, I think I can still like outlast him in, in a workout. Um, She's not lying. Yeah. (laughs) This is all factual. I don't like to run and I don't like to sweat. Even though um, I'm pretty good at hiking and I don't sweat much. So it worked pretty well. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Well, okay. Now, now he did say something earlier that caught me off guard. So I'm going to test what he said earlier. He said that he met a girl who likes gear as much as him. So yeah. I was watching him when, when he was saying that. So, Here's- okay. I, I do really like gear, but I will say that he knows way more about like, Oh yeah, that's the fabric 7D45. And I'm like, who knows that? <laughs> how do you know that? Oh, it weighs it's 22 ounces. And I'm like, how do you know that? So that like granular as as he is, that's how I was whenever I competed and when I did bodybuilding. Like you can hold up half a cup of oatmeal and I'm like, okay, that weighs 40 grams and it has 24 five grams of carbohydrates in it like stuff like nutrition i got it but on gear and like fabric you definitely have it but i think i think i know some stuff too you know what well, if you know some stuff if you know some stuff i got a question for you 
Okay. <laughs> What's Hunter's favorite backpacking brand? Waymark. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's our, that quick. That's, that's our that, favorite. That's or, or deliberate life design. Yeah, the sandals, yeah, okay. those, those yeah. definitely by far have the most miles out of any gear he has at all. I've got well, a pair of sandals that, that over that have over a thousand miles. Oh yeah. Pretty crazy. Actually, That's awesome. speaking of the sandals, before we go to the next question, Hunter, would you mind uh, sharing with us real quick what the experience was like in sandals? Because we've had several questions about your, your sandals. Um, Joel asked if you have any toenails left and a few other people. So what was it like? Any issues with the sandals out there? I had the healthiest, cleanest, most least damaged feet on trail. Literally like noticed. beautiful feet. People noticed. <laughs> The only time it was an issue was in the alpine bogs of southern Maine and New Hampshire, where your legs just go three to four foot deep and just muck and just gross. I was getting cut up, but I I sized my sandal up just a tiny bit. So right around, like if you can imagine this as your foot, mm -hmm. uh, I never like kicked my toes off of much at all. My heels never really hit anything on the backside. And the way Adam makes his shoes or sandals for deliberate life designs, they're custom to your feet. So he does a foot tracing. So your sandal will never not fit you. Um, oh, that's impressive. I did destroy a couple pair, like absolutely destroyed them, but he's worked it out to where I've got like my exact model down that I can, the new pair he just sent me, I'll, I'll be able to get a thousand miles out of them. But if you know what you're doing and you step correctly, you change your gait from Hill to toe, toe to hill, midfoot striking, and you really work your feet and you have the feet strength. To me, it's like, I don't understand why people wear shoes. If you slam your feet into your toe box and you break your toes constantly, if you get, because I, I didn't wear socks either, if you get blisters from socks, the worst thing you get is a tan line. That is like the worst thing, which I love. It. I love my sample tan line. <laughs> I will say that's like the number one thing that any like day hiker said to us like they would be like oh you guys through hiking we're like yeah georgia to maine and then they're like wait a minute and they would go beeline straight to his feet and be like are you are you hiking in sandals it was a daily event <laughs> yeah that's great okay last question last question and this is for both of you okay this is this is of utmost importance who smells worse on trail I think we both smell really both, good. No, we, I think we both don't smell that bad. I don't know. We we it's actually diet, yeah, we have really clean diets, so we don't eat that much junk food. But we had uh, we we had probably well, we both came out of being like vegetarian slash vegan, except for fish on the trail. That would be the only meat we would eat. Was that they pescatarian? Eat. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Non dairy ovo pescatarian, <laughs> kind of yeah. like. Eggs, eggs and fish, but no, but no dairy. <laughs> we uh, we ended up doing more chicken and protein because you learn real quick you have to. Because I lost weight real fast out there, I had to start eating more. Um, so well, I we would yeah. shower. We would shower because I had a pocket shower. Shout out to see the summit, see the summit pocket shower, the best trail invention of all time for like ten bucks. Too. It's a ten liter dry bag that folds up to this small, and it's got a nozzle that you can twist. And we showered every single night with. Dr. Bronner's soap. We didn't smell at all. It was the best. This is probably the, if you had to ask me my favorite thing besides my backpack and sandals, the pocket shower. Yeah. It's $35. Go buy one. It's worth it. Wow. That is the first time, period. That's the first time I've ever heard anybody talk about taking a shower every night on the Appalachian <laughs> Trail. Well, see, we were like 
newly together too so it was like we didn't want to keep the level up yeah like it was brand new i mean it's still great like a year but still like we wanted to not think super bad or you just do like the baby white bath yeah i carried no. deodorant for 90 percent of the trail i did not <laughs> i don't blame you at all on the shower like on the long trail there's one point i went 10 days without a shower yeah, we, we definitely. Well, the longest days. was the hundred mile wilderness. That was like eight days, and I and I think it was too cold that we didn't. It was use, too cold. Yeah, that was rough. Shower. Was yeah. Rough. Well, the worst part is like if you're not showering, you have to you have to do the baby wipes, or at least I did, or I would chafe so bad, like where really? my um like my thighs rubbed together. Yeah. That right there. We'll it's important to get all that salt off from your sweat. So the pocket shower worked for us. The bidet, you know, that works great too. Even if you're not using it as a bidet, just to spray down your thighs and your, your feet, undercarriage. Your feet that get pretty dirty too. My feet got dirty, but they stained. Like they just yeah. stained. They just would not be clean. But they didn't. They weren't gross looking. They just like the. It was almost like the dirt just went into my skin. It was the weirdest thing. What about your toenails? Did your didn't toenails- lose a single one? No, didn't but a- were they? So my toenails, whenever I was whenever I was doing that that month long through hike, it was very muddy. And even like when I would shower and stuff, it seemed like the mud became one with my toenails. In Vermont, yes, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, that's that's true. So the Vermont mud is not just mud; it's a clay mud mix, and it just cakes on everything. And it's and people aren't kidding; it's Vermont. It, it's rough. It's just straight thick, like from the gutter of your house, just like nasty but you just got to keep going through it yeah mentally exhausting yeah well we got a bunch of people commenting ben mcmillan jumps on here and says just logged in and we're talking about showers Hi, <laughs> thank you for the new bags ben yes we love our new food bags hey, ben is the man i just had some bucktown elbow from uh good old hilltop packs coffee while i was waiting for this to get started tonight so he's got so love that hilltop packs coffee hilltop pack hilltop packs coffee he's got this new like metal apex brand. giants yeah this man's apex giant. it's coming man i've seen some he's of the stuff he's making hilltop packs apex brand i'll tell you he's gonna own backpacking doc watson says we use a shower head that screws onto smart water yes. bottles yeah. okay yeah that's pretty cool. And then Riff Outdoors is just against all of it. He says, if you didn't stink on the trail, then you did you truly through hike it? I just feel like any little thing that you can do to keep your, your mind right when you're out there for months and months, like, I'm all for it. It doesn't weigh much, and it's just, just make, make it helps you sleep better. So that way you hike harder the next day. And you can do it. I through hiked with a 30-liter backpack the whole time. Yeah. And I never overfilled it. Not once. So I don't know what you people are doing. Just get a, get a smaller backpack. <laughs> that this may be the first time i've heard hunter like advocate for really any luxury items like he refused to take a chair whenever we would nope. go oh i talk crap on them still i hate chairs nope. <laughs> that's okay but it's good to see you it's good to see that you found a piece of luxury gear that worked for both of you but i'm curious where you all butted heads at i know it was you know, had to happen. Had to happen. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Hostels. So towns to visit and hostels to stay in. I did the research before time. and was like, this is bad. The comments are terrible. And she would say, well, my friends just said they didn't say they would be a good time. So it's the, it's the individuality of wanting to do your own thing, but knowing you're in a couple. And you can't just be like, oh, I'll see you the next day. It does not work that way. Yeah. You won't see someone for a month, and you'll see them in the next state or two states ahead. She 
we met some of our best friends at the very end that started the same day as she did. So it's not it's not linear. Like you live in a different time. Like when it says like small bubbles, there was I think we had the busiest trail year of all time. Like there was over seven thousand people on trail. It was insane. But we now a lot of people got off, you know, like they don't last that long. But we would see people like from Virginia at trail days and then not see them until Vermont. And you'd be like, Oh my god, I haven't seen you like Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. I would say that too, that that was probably like a butthead. It was you know, we, we wanted to value like our time together, but then it was like, how do we do that while we're in the moment of through hiking and trying to spend time with everyone else? I mean, it's, that's like the same kind of stuff that you would experience anyways in a relationship in the real world is like, Hey, it's date night, but like, I want to go out with the boys too. So like, it's hard to kind of like balance, but you just have to see like where your priorities are. And I think we did a good balance of both. Our priorities were us. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, and, and you were talking about the, being the biggest year, the year before the trail was shut down for the most part. So, yeah. and you know, as well as anybody, people who plan to do the trail are planning years in advance. Oh, yeah. And so there were people that had to put their plans off for a year, but there were people that had already planned it for that next year. So you're just doubling up at that yeah. point with all the yeah. people. So uh, I can't even imagine. I know it's usually crowded to begin with. I can't imagine how crowded some of the areas were around some of the shelters. The start was was super busy. I mean, at that first um, Hawk Mountain shelter, I think it's like literally eight miles into the trail going northbound. There was 45 tents out there on April 1st. It was insane. I mean, I just went out and hiked um, the end of the Smokies like two days ago since we're out here in Asheville. We're super close to, I mean... 300 miles of the AT. So I tried to get out there and just in like a, a five mile round trip day hike, I saw about 13 through hikers. Wow. So how does everybody fit all around that shelter? 45 tents. Like that's everybody like- stealth camps, man. That's just, we stealth camped almost every night. Yeah. You, but, just, you yeah. learn to stop staying in shelter. That shelter. I mean, it fits like eight or nine people in on the inside. But they do, I don't know, for some reason, that shelter, you can fit a lot of a lot of tents, but they were really close to each other. Yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah, so, it was awful. I, I Jeremiah had, doesn't like hiking with six or seven people. I can't imagine what he'd do if he had to camp somewhere where there were 45 tents all around. Yeah, you just kind of got to get to camp early. Like, And plus, you have to remember, too, at that time, everyone's pretty brand new getting into this. Some people haven't even gone out on like a week long or weekend backpacking trip before and so they're only really doing five to eight miles a day so for people who are like more intermediate slash advanced in their fitness and their experience like you kind of have to do those like 10 16 mile days just to like avoid all the people back up yeah i not change the subject but i want to backtrack a little bit where we were talking about backpacking as a couple and I have done it. And my wife and I did the foothills trail, um, with actually the couple that I mentioned earlier, Hunter with the whole rain situation in the tent that you're using same couple. And we did the foothills trail. And at times, you know, I spent a lot of time with my wife anyway, here at the house. And, you know, we do stuff together, typical married life, right? On trail, you're pretty much with each other the whole time. And my wife 
um, she's not as comfortable as I am when it comes to like navigation and making sure you're staying on trail and all that. She really is kind of doing it because I like it and it gives us a chance to spend more time together. But while we're out there and actually walking during the day, even though sometimes you're together, maybe you're 40, 50 yards apart, it still kind of feels like you're in your own world. Like I put in headphones or something or she'd do her own thing. Did you all, did you all do like that style or did you like meet up for lunch or do kind of both throughout so, the trip? I guess for me, uh, yeah, I was trying to, I was definitely trying to get her to fall in love with me. You know? So like I was trying, <laughs> I was talking her up. I would hike circles around her and I'd be like, no, like I'm going to, I'm just going to stay with you the whole time. It's going to be great. But not closer to the middle of the end, we put our headphones in. I had to listen to a podcast. She listened to something and then we would like catch up, but we talked a lot. Like, I don't think couples talk enough. We talked about everything, like everything. It was great. But you do get times like I'd wake up a little bit earlier than her and like hang out and listen to something, watch YouTube. And then I'd go poop and then she'd be eating and making breakfast and like watch podcasts or something because, you know, we have different things that we enjoy. Like I'm really big into like photography and stuff and she's really big into fitness. And, you know, there's there's other aspects to us that we bring out in each other. But I definitely think to get that mental clarity of, your own perspective just listen to i mean you listen to your headphones and listen to, yeah. to like musicals but then again i feel like anytime i would listen to my music i would just want to take off and go so then you definitely had to like keep up <laughs> yeah i definitely hiked behind her at her pace most of the time because yeah. i i can't i can't leave i just yeah you'll I just, just go take off. i just go it doesn't make sense yeah we never really did the whole thing where like we would split up for like a couple miles and then meet up at lunch like i think we maybe only did that one time and it was like after an argument or something <laughs> it's too much it's too much extra work to already like and i know you're like through hugs not a lot of work but like the logistics like yeah gut hooks i will never call it far out that makes sense to me far out it's it, you can't get addicted to staring at it because it will drain you mentally. Yeah. But it is a, such a, like, I don't know how people did it before. Like, it lets you know every little detail about where your next water source is, if there's water, where it's worth a visit, where it's not. I think that is, like, the best thing ever. And I would like to try to do a thru-hike without using one of those guides, but it definitely changed. Well, yeah, and I think that was, like, a fun thing for us to do together the night before, sitting in the tent was, like, okay, how many miles do we want to do? And we would like look at far out together. Although don't plan whenever you're too tired oh, because, it just doesn't work. because then like your, your miles, you're like, okay, I have 25 miles. And then you look at it the next day and it's like 52 miles. And you're like, wait, we ran out of food. <laughs> we definitely ran out of food one time. So, yeah. 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 Okay. So we have to do something, Jeremiah, because it, yeah. it's getting about that time where if we don't do this, the natives will become restless. All right. So you mentioned something just a second ago about getting up in the morning, doing your thing. It, <laughs> the really big question is how did they poop as a couple? And so uh, do you guys have any good poop stories that you can share with our illustrious fans? Oh, great. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I don't even know what you're talking about. So what probably... do you mean? This is like of me, none of us as a couple. But, okay, so mine was we were in Salem, Virginia. Oh, yeah, this is great. So I, we were in Salem, Virginia, and we went out to eat. There was, like, a, a trail angel that lived around there, and she came and picked us up off the trail. And we went out, and we got pizza, and we don't eat any dairy. And so, needless to say, I had an upset stomach all night. So so I took, like, one of those, like, smooth-move 
teas, like those like laxative, laxative teas. Tea. Yeah, those are good. And, right, exactly. But not good when you're hiking out early the next day. So, because oh. they take like nine, 10 hours to actually like activate and get stuff moving. So needless to say, woke up that next morning and we were going to McAfee Knob, which is the most iconic photograph oh, spot the, the place where day hikers take over day hikers yeah. and families and i probably had to stop about five times on the on the way up there to like run to go to the bathroom and there's not really many spots up there there are like, not hardly any spots up i've been there there's hardly any get crafty. There. i had to get crafty. it was time to go like, yeah. she threw her pack down and left i was like yeah oh. it was it was rough but i got it done <laughs> The smooth move tease. Like that's that's how trail names are formed right there. Smooth move, like perfectly. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So Taps, I'm really happy that uh, you're able to rush in from work. Me too. <laughs> join us. Wish wish you could have made it the whole time, but you know what? There'll be opportunities in the future. Absolutely. Sounds like an invite back, Jeremiah. Oh, yeah. it's absolutely an invite back. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. I wanted to touch on, uh, he said something earlier. I don't know if you're watching. We're the first backpacking couple that have ever been on this podcast. Oh, wow. So, cool. Yeah, I think, and a lot of people have asked us to do them, and it's so hard to explain your personal perspective because there are so many other couples out there. Couples stay with couples and like, it's hard to hike as a couple with other individuals. Like it's a, it's its own art form. Yeah. We, we had a, uh, a little trail family for like half of Virginia. That was three couples. So it was like six of us, but we were like, like a couple trio. And it was like, it was so awesome. You would meet up at lunch. You would hang out for breakfast. You would, you would do dinner together, but you gave each other space throughout the day. Like it was like, it was the best. Yeah. It was some people don't understand like time away from each other because and they like you you and your wives, you know, like, oh, you can have your own inside conversations, you know, you have your own little inside jokes. Other people don't get that and they're just like, Oh, I want to talk to you about everything under the sun since I was five years old, and you're like, just be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that that kind of transcends backpacking too, because you see, like as you get older and you know, you're you're a couple, you hang out with couples, and then if you have kids, then your kids play with other people's kids and then you kind of become a little friend family group. So it's definitely a different, uh, a different situation backpacking as a couple. And like you said, people aren't, if I'm just going out there and I'm, I'm by myself and I'm becoming part of a trail family, I don't really get that perspective as backpacking as a couple unless I am a couple, dude, you're totally right on that one. It's a completely different experience. And we mesh so well because she likes to have uh, pictures and videos taken of her. I love to be behind the camera, which is perfect for me. So my photography <laughs> skills went through the roof. Her Instagram blew up. It was like the perfect <laughs> win. It was great. That's awesome. Well, you know, honestly, if you think about real life, it's the same way with couples. Like you don't see a lot of single people that hang out with couples very often yeah. because it's just weird. It's there's it's uncomfortable. You they know, call it both sides. Yeah, yeah. It's just both sides get uncomfortable. But I will say this: our wives aren't here right now. But we're having a blast talking to you two. Oh, together. thanks. So, <laughs> this has been great. Hey, why don't you guys share with everybody how they can find you guys online? Because I know there's pro. Wait a second, Ben McMillan. <laughs> let's just stop right there. 
Right there, we're both happily married people. <laughs> Jeremiah, I'm too, I'm too insecure to deal with someone who's taller than me. So Jeremiah and I could never work out anyways. So yeah. uh, you wear the pants in that relationship. We know that. I, I would totally have to wear the pants, but he would still be taller than me. And I just don't know if I would want to like hug him and look up at him. It would just be really uncomfortable for me. Oh so that's what got me. I was like, oh, I can look up at you. <laughs> yeah, that I don't want that. I'm good. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, why don't you guys share with us some of the uh, ways people can find you guys? Um, yeah, so I'm more active on Instagram at taps and trail. And then, yeah, Hunter right there at Hunter's trip, Hunter strip. trip. Yeah, we've been doing a, a little bit more YouTube. I just put out some stuff for Waymark gear and I've de- I got some stuff coming for our uh, deliver life designs and that new tent that tarp tent that we just got yesterday. Mm-hmm. We're going to we're going to do a little video about that because that was crazy. And then so which one did you it. get? Well, hold up, hold up. That, that yeah. didn't get mentioned earlier. What the, did you the Mountain Laurel Designs. I got a Mountain Laurel Designs Duo Mid in 0.75 DCF. It's a $600 tent, and we got it for $120. Like, check Whoa. your local shop. Check and see if they got returns. Check and see if they do gear trade. Because I walked in and was like, yeah, this is insane. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Jeremiah, you got any more questions for these lovely people before we uh, get ready to sign out of here for the night? I don't have any questions for him, but I do want to say a huge thank you to you all for taking the time to talk to us. And I can't wait to talk to you in the future and maybe uh, meet up in person. I'd love to come visit you guys in Asheville. Okay. Yeah. She doesn't know what Miguel's pizza is. We got to fix that. <laughs> oh, man. That has Kentucky? to happen. That has to happen. I'm telling her Kentucky's a completely different I landscape. Go, it's a completely yeah. different type yeah. of thing. Let's just say I'll be having some Miguel's this week. So, uh, yeah, Let it's us in my know. future. It's in my very near future. Let us know when you're this way, and I definitely. We're already planning on coming yeah, that I way. We have to go to, to Ohio it. later this year, so we're definitely going to come. Yeah, uh, you need to. You need to. Well, if you guys will hang out in the green room, hmm? we're, we still want to talk to you a little bit here in a few minutes, but uh, we're going to get all the, the technical stuff done here first. <laughs> so, all right. Thank you guys so much. It was great to see everybody. Dude, that was great. I'm so glad she made it. I'm so glad she made it. I was I was really nervous she wasn't going to be able to be on here with us, but that was that was great. I had a good time, man, and uh, it looks like they are thriving. So I'm happy for them. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's fun talking to Hunter now, because um, we it's been what a year since we had him on here. Yeah, something like that. We had him on the podcast before, and I've hung out with him quite a bit. But uh, you know, you get you grow. You age, you learn, your perspective shifts. It's good. Well, and the first time it was mostly a gear thing. This time we got to learn more about Hunter and we got to learn about trips and or taps. I was said trips. Sorry, Miyagi. He's not stealing your, your girlfriend there. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it was good to hear about Hunter and taps and, and just how they met. And it's just kind of cool hearing a little bit more personal stories this time than just talking about gear. So really enjoyed this. It was nice finally getting to meet taps. I mean, I've followed her on Instagram and I've seen a lot of her adventures. So it was nice to see her like pseudo face to face, I guess. So, uh, Jeremiah, is there anything you want to share with folks before we uh, get moving here? I have to say, uh, if we have our meeting tomorrow, I'm going to put it on the docket. I saw somebody commenting earlier about merch for the Jeremiah Stringer Hikes YouTube channel. So I will announce it here first. If we get that up live and running, 
And then for those four people that want a t-shirt or <laughs> something, <laughs> they they can buy. I saw somebody commented earlier. Maybe you can fund uh, you can fund a hike by selling merch. So there we go. There we, we go. If we get that merch up and going, there will be an infinite number of shameless plugs in each YouTube video. So that's at least something to look forward to. And I'm going to be honest. Uh, I've got a new shirt coming out in the next week or two. And it is 100% poop related. So be ready for that. It's coming and uh, should be kind of fun. So I'll see what happens with that. I know I'm going to get you one, Jeremiah. All right. I'm going to get you one because if you wear it, I'm guaranteed someone will buy it. I'm guaranteeing (laughs) if you wear it. I'll wear it, man. That's You're You're my spokesmodel, man. You're my spokesmodel. I do what I can. Well, next week, it looks like we've got another great guest on the docket. Uh, if everything works out, a lot of it just based is based on, on his dealing with the uh, Appalachian trail right now himself, but we are hoping to have mischief on the trail next week on this show. And, uh, he and I've been chatting, trying to get this to work out. And, uh, for those of you who don't know who he is, um, he is hiking with a prosthetic and he has a goal of 40,000 miles of hiking. That would be insane. I mean, that's insane, but he is, he's a really cool guy. Uh, I love his photography. Just an awesome guy altogether. Hopefully that's going to work out next week and he's going to be here. But for myself and Mr. Jeremiah, the king of Kentucky backpacking stringer, we will catch you guys on the next one. Adios, folks.